It's Tuesday, 3rd of May, and it's time to get your grin on with the Grincast, here to discuss the world of gaming from the past week. I'm here's Ace, and joining me is Gozgoz. Oh. Yes, we're a bit low on the ground, but, you know, things happen. People can't always attend podcasts. It's not like we make money off of this thing, <laughs> unless, you know, you want to... Should we create a Patreon? Just... Let us know on on Twitter and Facebook and and uh, I don't know Patreon. I don't know how it works. Um, rather than talk about games we've been playing this week, I think we're just going to go straight into news. We're we're having a bit of a short episode this week. Our first news story involves uh, okay. You you hear me sigh, but it's it's not NFTs. I swear for once. <laughs> No, we're back on Activision Blizzard. They are back in the headlines because they have uh, they have told shareholders to vote against a proposed harassment and discrimination report. One of their shareholders, the New York State Common Retirement Fund, which has 1.5 million shares in the company, have proposed that Activision Blizzard prepare an annual public report Quote, describing and quantifying the effectiveness and outcomes of company efforts to prevent abuse, harassment, and discrimination against protected classes of employees. Uh, this includes th- things such as how long it takes to resolve complaints, how much they've paid out as a result of this, uh, the, these allegations, the total number of pending complaints that they've yet to resolve, and that sort of thing. And Activision have basically said, "Hey, uh, shareholders, when when we go to vote for this in June, don't 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 ask us to do it." And um, they they even stressed that even if shareholders do vote for the proposal, they're not going to commit to making the report anyway. Wow, that's that's kind of funny news, like cynically funny, because how <laughs> yeah. incompetent Blizzard is. Like you'd think that they, oh, oh, okay. One of their arguments uh, against this uh, report is that they want to divert. Uh, the, producing this report will divert energy and resources um, away from responding directly to employees, uh, which they think is the quickest and most effective way to genuinely change the workplace. And uh, if they were to produce this report. Uh, their, their, their quote is, after significant time and expense, they say that it's not going to uh, accurately show how fast and effective their changes are because they, they don't believe that there is a metric that can show that as, as an ongoing thing. It's more, well, this is how long we used to take we're, but we're we're better now, um, so we're not going to produce a new report to show how much better we are now. But we we're just going to complain about this report you wanted. They might, they, maybe they just like they they had a they have one intern in that department, and that intern can't be underpaid even more, or even less. It's impossible for him to to be paid less. You know, without him being a woman, because cause they get they get paid less. No, right. Uh, <laughs> of course, Activision Blizzard aren't the only people who have uh, uh, t- 
told shareholders not to vote on this sort of thing. Uh, for instance, earlier this year, the Walt Disney Company asked their shareholders to not vote for a a report on uh, the pay gap across race and gender, a report on human rights impacts, and a report on workplace discrimination. Oh. It's, it's not it's certainly not great that Activision Blizzard's doing this. It's definitely not great that Walt Disney Company is doing this. Just just tell us how badly you're treating people. That's that's the only way you're going to get out of this. If if there's some measure of com- of uh, accountability. Seriously, like uh, uh, short short of like chipping all the blizzards employees we're gonna get we're gonna learn about that what's going on down there well at least they haven't been hiring and firing that we know of lately (laughs) unless they've been like disposing of the bodies right afterwards (laughs) god well uh something that you won't have to dispose of is your physical copy of sonic origins because sega have no plans to make one I thought we'd bring this up because, uh, well, it, it was announced in the Sonic official YouTube live stream that a physical release isn't currently planned, but uh, I've seen a lot of comments asking for one, says the social media, Sega of America's social media manager, Katie Krasnowski. Uh, I've seen a lot of comments asking for one, so the team has been made aware of that there is a want for a physical release. You know, at the very least, you know that Sega is doing well when they are saying no to getting more money. <laughs> so, since we um, we had an off week last week, we didn't get to mention, uh, well, talk about Sonic Origins, which is the collection of games that are soon to be delisted from Steam with uh, some improvements and, uh, and I, I don't know, leaderboards. I, I forget. I didn't really pay attention. <laughs> I, I was more focused on the fact that you're not going to be able to mod these games because the versions that you can mod by using the Steam Workshop are no longer going to be available. That seems like really, really counterproductive if you made... Like if you integrated Steam Workshop into them and now you're delisting them to replace them with a version that doesn't have Steam Workshop integration, like that takes work to do. Yeah, exactly. None of the other Sonic games available on Steam have Steam Workshop. They they have mods available on various websites across the internet, as are other mods that aren't available on Steam Workshop for the for Sonic One, Two, Three, and Knuckles and Sonic CD. But Sega, as you say, they went out of their way to allow people to make mods for these games. And now, well, the very first mod that was uploaded to Steam Workshop for the for Sonic 1 was putting Knuckles in Sonic 1. And in Sonic Origins, you can play as Knuckles in Sonic 1. So it seems to me that people don't that uh, Sega doesn't want people putting Sonic Origins stuff into the original games because you know they they want to make the money. Of course, they do. They're a company. 
Maybe they have something in with Knuckles. Well, I, I, I just want to play Sonic CD as Knuckles. <laughs> oh, Sega doesn't want you to play as Knuckles. <laughs> they just want you to play as Sonic, apparently. But yeah, the, the only reason I brought this news story up in the first place is because we didn't get to talk about it last week. The, the, uh, the game, not this specific news. I wrote a bit of a rant article on... I, I uh, clickbaitingly called it The Death of Sonic Modding. So head over to GameGrin.com if you want to read uh, about that. I interviewed a former uh, Grincast guest, Wafer, who is a Sonic ROM hacker. Uh, ROM hack is another word for mod, you know, when you're not using Steam Workshop. I really should have looked up which episode they appeared on so you could go back and listen to that. Sorry, Wafer. You know, just listen to all of them. (laughs) Yeah, all of them. It will, it will just take a couple minutes of your time. Yeah, one or two. And, like, you'll, you'll benefit, because you, you, you would have listened to a funny podcast. Very well said. Doesn't give me a segue, but um, final news story, which I'm tying into our main topic. Square Enix have sold 300 million worth of their company to the Embracer Group, the company which owns uh, Deep Silver, uh, THQ Nordic, amongst others. Uh, These include Square Enix Montreal, Eidos Interactive, Crystal Dynamics, all associated IPs such as Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, Thief, presumably Sleeping Dogs, because that was published by Square Enix Europe. They were... um, included in the sale, I believe. I say that going and checking, and yes, according to Wikipedia, they are included. So, uh, as as we discuss this sale, which is, you know, a bargain, 300 million, because uh, Destiny, on its own, um, costs uh, over a billion so our main topic is which formerly Square Enix franchise uh, will finally return? Do you think none of them? <laughs> well, if Embracer Group did, did give some of these to um, to Deep Silver, I imagine we can uh, we'll see a remaster remake of uh, DSX, you know, the first one or. DSX2, so, so we'll have re-augmented ed- editions, re-augmented, something like that. I, I mean, some of those IPs are pretty... Like, there is, some of those are classic IPs, so I imagine some developers that uh, work under Embracer would like an opportunity to work on some of those. Oh yeah, no doubt. Square Enix specifically said that they have no interest in creating another DSX game because DSX Mankind Divided sold poorly, apparently. Mm. What was curious to me is that there is, we were already aware that Crystal Dynamics were working on a Tomb Raider game. So Square Enix funded part of a Tomb Raider game and then just sold everything to Embracer Group. Yes. It looks like they have no interest in working on Western IPs anymore. Or, or I, I don't know if they have any Western IPs left now. 
but this was yeah just western stuff i believe they do, they do have some western stuff left they, they didn't sell everything but yeah it's, it's mainly going to be jrpgs coming out of them oh yeah there's there's even a um a netflix animated series of tomb raider in the works right that was a thing Announced, announced last year. So, yeah, Square Enix have been funding stuff that other people are going to be profiting off of for $300 million. Oh, I mean, if they... Like, if they don't... Weren't interested... If they weren't interested in making those things, then they at least had have someone, yeah, work on them. Like, it's better than sitting on those IPs and just... Not doing anything with them, Capcom. The the wording of this this purchase, the the transaction hasn't uh, gone through quite yet. It's expected between July and September. But what what they say is the total purchase price amounts to three hundred million U.S. dollars on a cash and debt th- debt free basis to be paid in full at closing. I'm not sure what this debt free basis means. Like, are they taking on the Square Enix debt related to that, or are, are they not taking on the debt? I don't know. I'm not a financials uh, person, obviously. So, uh, I'm not a, I'm, I'm not 100%. Um, something that people were eager to point out is that Square Enix have said that they, they, they wanted $300 million so they could sink it into... Um, into blockchain. So I lied. Yeah, we're talking about NFTs. Oh. Yeah, Square, Square Enix want to uh, create some NFTs with 300 million and, you know, just waste that money. <laughs> I mean, if they, like, if they have money left after that, then they are these responsible gamblers. Well, every time they, they feel that they waste money, they, they blame IDOS or Crystal Dynamics, but they can't do that anymore. <laughs> they can blame uh, Yuji Naka now. Uh, so, uh, as as for our main topic, uh, which franchises will return? Well, we know Tomb Raider is going to definitely return, because Crystal Dy- Dynamics announced that their new game is being built on Unreal Engine 5. Uh, I'm hoping that Deus Ex does make a return, either uh, with a, a trilogy for Adam Jensen or as a spin-off, uh, go, go off in a brand new direction. I, I'd be happy with that. I'm not a Adam Jensen stan. I, I enjoyed the character, but I'm not. I'm not going to bite my monitor if he doesn't get another game. Did you? Did you um, think of any? Uh, I mean, I would. I... I know, is one of the IPs they got Legacy of Kane? I, I believe I, so, yeah. I think that was Crystal Dynamics, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I would... I remember there was, like, one... Uh, there was a Soul River game that they worked on uh, years ago, and, yeah, the, that was cancelled, and then they released footage that showed that the game was pretty far along like it yes was... i remember this now yeah it was like a completely new character that had some uh, similarities with shadow of mortar legacy of Cain dead son it was called right yeah 
That was uh, being developed by Climax Studios. Oh, yeah, so... And, like, even if... Uh, I, I don't think they ever finished, like, the storyline in Legacy of... Like, the, the main storyline of Legacy of Kane games. Like, it ended at Defiance and was kind of a cliffhanger. So, like, maybe... I I I I would enjoy seeing that that or uh, maybe a new thief. Although the last one they did, like the remake, basically, that wasn't great. Yeah, I understand it wasn't great. It certainly didn't spawn any sequels. <coughs> yeah, but I don't know if if there's like enough. I'm not sure if there's enough following, enough fans of those. Franchise, franchise, franchises left that would uh, warrant some uh, games. I don't know. Nostalgia is a powerful thing, and um, oh, Thief was released in twenty fourteen, so we're we're approaching the um, the ten year uh, ten years since they tried to reboot it. So maybe they'll announce something in a couple of years. I mean, like, I, I would enjoy, even enjoy like a collection of Thief games, a remaster, or some sort of thing. Because I, the last time I tried to play the original game, it, like, I I had some technical problem with it, and there was just no solution that I could find. Like, it would uh, crash on like the third level every single time, and. Yeah, I would, I would stop and never play the game again. I remember playing. I've I've talked about it on the the Greencast before, so long time listeners will probably remember. But I played Thief a long time ago, and I thought I'm being brilliant. I'm being perfect. That I'm making literally no sound as I walk around, and then I started seeing subtitles of of people who were talking. And I'm like. I can't hear them, and and then I realize there's no sound at all coming from the game. And I was playing it on on the PlayStation, uh, whatever it was, and um, so, so I went to the 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 menu. I hit the the button to go back to the uh, PlayStation menu, and there was sound. So it wasn't my TV. I just for some reason had no sound. <laughs> In this one level of thief, yes, yeah, it, uh, it was a buggy game. I, I mean, like, I think it was one of my first PC games, and like, yeah, my I had a, a PC from that time, and like the game run perfect there, but yeah, it's a, it's an old old game, and. I think it was only kept alive by mods and, and like no official uh, no official patches or remasters or anything. So yeah, it I I imagine it would run into problems on like a modern operating system. Well, if we've learned anything from this 300 million sales, Square Enix don't care about money. I mean, they're probably doing well. Well, Final Fantasy 14 uh, is uh doing fairly well, I understand. <laughs> Can't be propping up the entire company, though, surely. 
Yeah, I, I'm starting to think that maybe Square Enix is like funded with Templar treasures, and like <laughs> they have infinite funds, and they are maybe just just doing whatever the hell they want. Ah, <laughs> uh, the Konami approach. But like, but I'm I'm pretty sure that Kojima drove Konami funds Konami funds into the ground, and Square Enix. Yeah, if Square Enix is funded with Templar gold. Then yeah, they're fine. Like was uh, was was there an unmade Indiana Jones film where he goes to find Square Enix's Templar gold? <laughs> well, no, but back then, because because he's from the olden days, it would have been Square's gold, not Square Enix's gold. Right. So now, which which side of Square Enix had the gold originally? <laughs> Maybe they each had their own share of gold, and they combined in the merger. Maybe, like they were. We we are Templars, and we are Templars. Let's join together and be big Templars, big Templars. <laughs> <laughs> That's so dumb. Right. Well, I think we've reached the end of our podcast. Thank you for joining me at Goes Goes. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for listening to the Greencast, and better yet, thank you for subscribing wherever you found this episode. You find more from us on GameGrim.com, finding us on social media, or listening to the Pals Anime Lounge podcast. And until next time, game on.